0: you. Mm-hmm. Hey day, everybody. My name is Jay Matt. I'm here with Sharman Smith. She is the author of Taming the Titta, a fictional life story where she wins a reality TV show, Who Wants to Be President? While this book is fictional, she draws from her personal life experiences to create a backstory and will actually believes that she's going to be the next president. I'd love to find out about that. I'm sure you do also. But before we get to her as a Democratic candidate for president in 2020, you know, we want to know about, you know, Charmin, you growing up, and what was life like for you? I mean, if that's okay with you.
1: Thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Um, I was born in a project. I currently own two homes. One of them is a historic mansion in central Ohio. I have been a homeless single mom, a bill collector, a mortgage underwriter. I believe that um, I have the ability to unite the nation that I believe that I have the, the ability to unite the nation behind the, the common cause of eradicating pedophilia. I believe that it is the one issue that unites three-quarters of our voting population. And I have a very unique story. I'm an adult survivor of childhood sexual abuse. And I have had an opportunity to see throughout the country and my own personal life how this, this part of our society is so damaging to us. Uh, now more than ever, while well, we have politicians who are running as open pedophiles, who are calling for the death penalty for women who get abortions, the doctors who provide them, for drug addicts and drug dealers, I believe now is the time for us to call for the death penalty for pedophiles.
0: So, I, is it because um, of your? So I mean, is it because of your experience that 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 has really prompted you to do this because of what you went through personally? It is.
1: It is. One of the things that I learned and I heard throughout my life growing up was that if you had been abused, sexually abused as a child, you would grow up to become an abuser. And this is one of the most dangerous forms of victim blaming and victim shaming that exists within our society today. It's done for the specific purpose of keeping victims silent for fear that they will be accused of being the thing that they despise the most. One in four girls before the age of 18. One in six boys before the age of 18 will be sexually abused. The reality is, once you understand compounding math, is that if that if if being abused caused you to become a predator by now everybody would be a pedophile, and that is just simply not the case. Pedophilia remains one of the most vile acts within our society, and we we have a movement out now where pedophiles are trying to normalize sexual relations with children. They're trying to hijack the love is love movement and all the work that has been done within the LGBTQ community, and I believe what consenting adults do with other consenting adults is their own business, but when they try to normalize sexual relations with children we all need to stand up and say no enough is enough
0: i couldn't agree with you more on that one right there and i have to ask you this so you know you talk about running for democratic president in 2020 why not start with like let's say for example like a congress position or a senate position or, or something of that like you know the, you know and, and evolve into that and, and you know have you has, have you had any thoughts along those lines
1: absolutely i have and My family has moved seven times in seven years. I have a residency issue. Most people have to live in their state for two years before they can run for local office. I reached out to the Democratic Party in my area for a federal position, and they were uninterested because they already had three people running in that campaign. They told me to come back in a year. If you have an interest in getting into politics, you need a year to prep. And the next year will give me an opportunity to prep for 2020. I launched a write-in campaign in 2016, and while it was unsuccessful, it was very educational. Uh, The the dream to become president isn't something that just happens overnight, it's something that evolves over a lifetime. And this book was a way for me to really explore that. After I received a, a PTSD diagnosis in 2008, I honestly thought that all of my dreams for political office had been ruined. But what I see more often than not, I, I was very fortunate to be able to get excellent Medical care. What I see more often than not around me is a society that is also suffering from PTSD. Every time there is a shooting, we are all traumatized. Every time there's another act of violence, every time this this Me Too movement that is so prevalent right now, it is all a a product of the fact that we have been traumatized so much, and we're desperately reaching out trying to resolve our issues and it's going to take someone who has some experience with handling this to help the rest of us through it
0: when you talk about the the pedophilia going on right now with these elected officials if you would is that both republican democrats i mean from both sides or do you feel it more prevalent on one side
1: I do feel it's more prevalent upon the Republican side, the the candidates who are running as open pedophiles, that, that is very prevalent within the Republican side. But this is an issue that impacts both Democrats and independents and Republicans, and it impacts every race, religion, and socioeconomic part of our society. It is not something that is specific to just one area. It's something that is, it it is everywhere, but it lurks in the shadows because we're afraid to talk about it. We we need to get to the point where we shine a light on this issue in order for us to truly be able to stop it. And I believe we have the ability to stop it in this lifetime.
0: So when you talk about the fact that, you know, the victims can maybe have a say about uh, you know, do you believe the victims can have a say in, in the, pedo- the pedophile sentencing Yes.
1: Yes, I don't support mandatory sentencing for any crime. I think victims should have a say in sentencing. I just think that death should be an option too often in our Judicial system, we have sexual predators who are getting probation. They're getting very lenient sentences, and there is no way to rehabilitate these predators. They get out and they reoffend over and over again. One predator can create hundreds of victims, and if we get tough on them from the very beginning, we save thousands of victims in our society. And for me, this is all about protecting our children and punishing those predators so that they don't have an opportunity to create more victims.
0: For your predators, do you wish they would have gotten the death penalty?
1: I wish they would have, honestly. Um, as, as a child, I came from a, a very violent home. My parents were violent, abusive, alcoholic pedophiles, The police were at my house. Entirely too often, and at some point in time, somebody should have done something. And I am fortunate because my my abusers have passed on, and there is a healing for me that has come from that because I believe forgiveness only comes from one. And for me, to the push for ped, for pedophiles to get the death sentence, it, it is because I know that number one, they cannot re abuse. They cannot reoffend anymore. But it is also to know that they're they're getting the, the forgiveness and the judgment that comes from the other side that they need.
0: More importantly, what about you? Have you been able to take this process that you've gone through and are have you forgiven? Not only have you forgiven them.
1: Forgiveness isn't for me to give, and forgiveness is one of the most complicated topics that exist. You, you constantly hear that you need to forgive and forget, but in, in order, a lot of times what happens is you forgive somebody, and they just go on and do it over and over again. I had to learn to forgive myself. I was too young to protect myself, and I... I I exhibited and put a lot of shame on myself for things I had no control over, and it took a long time to forgive myself for things that I wasn't responsible for, for this, this false narrative out there that is specifically designed to keep victims suffering in silence. And speaking out about that abuse is part of the way that I work my own forgiveness.
0: Let's talk about that because sometimes it's hard to wrap your head around when people say you're a victim and then you have to be the one to forgive yourself. What did you feel like you had to forgive yourself from? Like, what did, you, 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 did you feel like you did something wrong?
1: It, it had been my whole life. I thought it was normal. I, I thought everybody was experiencing this. And then I heard, if this has happened to you, you will become this. And that was the the most confusing thing to hear as a young kid because I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt I would never do to someone else what had been done to me. And that, that kept me quiet. And there were other people who got abused because of my silence. And I felt horrible about that. And I realized that in order to So for us to truly end this nightmare, we have to speak up. And I'm not alone. There's plenty of other people out there who are speaking up about this for the first time. There are people who are igniting new bills that are taking hold across our country, which are requiring our teachers to talk to children about inappropriate touching and about this type of behavior, because if you're raised in this environment... you don't know that it's wrong, and it takes all of us working together to make sure that we're doing everything in our power to protect these children and to educate each other for us to be able to finally end this abuse once and for all.
0: So. You're going to be soon running uh, as a political candidate, and uh, we wish you a lot of love and luck on that one right there. And, and a lot of, and, and a lot of, and, and again, I appreciate your courage for stepping up and really sharing this uh, interpersonal part of yourself. But let's talk about other issues that matter to people. And I want to talk. I want to get your view on what your thoughts are on climate change. Um,
1: I I believe that. Some of our climate change is absolutely man-made, and I think that it is necessary for us to embark on a massive decarbonization effort through the planting of hemp. It has the ability, plants have a wonderful ability to suck in carbon dioxide and spit out oxygen, and it provides a natural healing that our planet needs. We, We need more oxygen. But I also believe that we don't fully understand continental drift or the way the land masses move across our planet. And I believe that we're coming up on a time where we're going to start experiencing the next massive land shift. We see it with earthquakes and volcanoes and mudslides and massive storms. And, and one of the things that keeps me motivated and towards the, the push for the death penalty for pedophiles is I absolutely do not want to see a time when these massive land shifts start and the chaos and mayhem that will break loose in that aftermath. I do not want to see a society where pedophiles and rapists are heavily armed and there is no one around to stop them. So let me ask you, Sherman, pro-life or pro-choice? I am pro-choice. My mother was a pro with a coat hanger. She had terminated multiple pregnancies and not all her own. She tried to terminate my pregnancy multiple times. She told me that She always knew there was something wrong with me because she couldn't get rid of me. It was 1975, and abortion was rare but legal, and she got medical authorization from a naval hospital to get an abortion. And on her way to her appointment, a freak traffic jam broke out, and she was stuck in traffic and missed her appointment. When she tried to reschedule, they refused to reschedule the appointment for her. She continued to try to terminate my pregnancy. Um, When I was born, uh, it was 45 minutes from the first push to the final delivery, and I was born with an umbilical cord wrapped around my neck twice. She said that my scream was the most miserable sound she ever heard. I know what it is like to be born to a mother that does not want to and a father that wants you for all the wrong reasons, and babies deserve better. So I am pro-choice because I I would not ever force someone to have a child they do not want to have. Women are smart and they are creative and they have been terminating unwanted pregnancies for thousands of years. They will continue to terminate unwanted pregnancies for as long as they want them. Every time the abortion debate comes up, we hear a caveat for rape and incest. But we don't see our politicians pushing to punish the people who commit the rape and the incest. And it is time to connect the dots.
0: So when you when you get if let's say that let's say the possibility does happen there where you do get elected into some office and you do get to where you want to be and you can you can really help this out there with a congress and the senate how do you how do you think that you would be able to fix things
1: i think you fix things by giving people a reason to come together i one of the problems that we have now is we're so set in our ways that the politicians no longer work together. They There used to be a camaraderie. Even if we disagreed, we found something to agree on. There's no compromise that exists anymore. And someone that, And there's plenty of people who are running for office, and it is certainly their desire to be able to get people to work together and to compromise. But we have a lot of politicians who have been in office, some of them longer than I have been alive. And they're powerful, they're entrenched in their beliefs, and they're not interested in compromise, and those people have to be voted out.
0: So regardless of political beliefs, for a second, let me let let's talk about the ideology of things where people get in the workforce and, uh, and things of that nature. Do you feel like, for example, like socialized medicine, socialized kind of structure is a way to go for our society? Um, or, or you know, do you, do you have any opinion related to that where you hear the other side of it saying oh, if we are socialized, we're going to go broke.
1: I believe in Medicare for All, but I don't believe in recreating the wheel. We have too many federal health care programs. We have Medicare, we have Medicaid, we have Tricare, we have Obamacare, we have the VA, we have CHIP. Government employees have their own program. Each of these health care programs has their own set of red tape, their own set of bureaucracies, and their own costs. If we combine everything into one and we use our Medicare tax deduction to pay for it, everybody should be able to re- every American citizen should be able to receive health care. And there's different pricing within each of these programs. TRICARE, the health care program for military Spouses, active duty, dependents, receives the cheapest rate. There's no reason why we can't use the TRICARE rate with Health Care for All. It will be cheaper for our government. It will be cheaper for our citizens. And we, the people, are the one paying for it. There's no reason for us to pay for seven programs and be told we can't use it.
0: People came over here, you know, and you have a lot of immigrants coming here, you know, and then, you know, this is whole... The American Dream kind of thing like that, and then you have people that are making so much money, and then you have people that are making as much money. How do you feel the tax situation should be proportionized? Do you feel like people at the top should be paying more because they make more? Do you feel like it should be del- like? What's your thoughts related to how people should be taxed? And if you were president, how would you do it?
1: We used to have a tax rate in this country for businesses and the wealthy that was 80%. And I believe that is what led to the mess that we're in today. I think it was cheaper to buy a politician than it was to pay taxes. And I think the way to equalize that system is to provide a flat tax rate for everyone, the same percentage for everyone, no write offs no deduction. We have gotten to the point where, as long as you understand the tax code you can work it so that not only do you not pay anything but the government actually pays you and that has created a deficit that has exploded and it is it's not reasonable for us to be able to continue at the path that we're on and the only way for us to actually reduce our debt is for more taxes to be collected And, and that is done through multiple ways one is making sure everybody pays their fair share. But the other is looking at the wage. When I got my first minimum wage job when I was 16, the minimum wage was $5 an hour and the cost of gas was a dollar a gallon. And if we were in a situation now where the wage was tied to something like the price of gas and it was always five times the cost of a gallon of gas, we would be in a better situation now than we are at
0: Tell us about your views of of our current president right now, and and how do you plan to, if you were to run against President Trump, how would you plan on Trumping President Trump?
1: Everybody has their own opinion on Trump. I'm certainly no different. I wrote this book with the honest belief that it would be huge and it would create a huge movement, and it would be the platform that I would use to launch my own campaign. I self-published my book six months before Trump even announced his campaign, and much of what I wrote came to pass, just not in the way that I wrote it. it There's really nothing quite like watching your dream turn into a nightmare. And Trump is unique in his personality. But Trump is just a man. And Trump would just really just needs to be manhandled a little bit by a woman who's used to handling a man. And quite frankly, I don't think that any of the professional politicians that we have put up against him yet have been able to communicate with him on his level and get under his skin. And it is going to take someone who's just a little different, just a little unique and not afraid to be able to, to out Trump Trump.
0: Do you think Hillary Clinton was the right candidate that they chose for that mission?
1: No, I don't. And that debate where he walked behind her so eerily and
0: there there
1: was an opportunity there to confront him and it was a missed opportunity and she is so pulled they they pull everything she's so perfect and poised and the the reality is is that's not how you defeat somebody like trump you're you're not going to be able to beat him by being a poised polished politician you're going to have to get a little a little creative with him
0: uh, so, so let's shift gears just a bit for a second. I want to talk about you're an your, your author, and let's talk about your book, okay? And tell us, tell us about the word titta. What does that mean?
1: Tita is a Hawaiian word for an aggressive female personality who will fight you. She is tough. She doesn't get pushed around. Uh, I think there is a little titta in us all. There's certainly a little titta in every woman that I have ever met. And as I look around and I see the rise of the women's movement across our country, that TIDA is rising up in all of us. And this is the time for us to take back and, and speak truth to power and step into ourselves and into our power and to share rather than hide and conceal that part of us that is within us, that that causes us to fight now is the time for us to turn in and confront people and to let them know that we are not going to be bullied we are not going to be pushed down we are not going to be told to be silent we are here and we are part of the conversation and we're here to steer the conversation
0: you know one of the beautiful things about living here in this country and i think maybe a lot of people in other western countries maybe acknowledge too but i know i can only speak to this country because i live here myself is that the freedom for Someone like yourself to be able to come out and say this the freedom for someone like yourself to be able to come out and say well guess what i can be that next person the freedom for someone right. like yourself to be able to say like this is what i'm going to do here and that's amazing And i know you're actively pursuing the dnc nomination and you've also started a website can you can you tell us about that website and and where people can check you out and how they can help, look support you
1: sure my website is I am Charmin just like the toilet paper, only with an S. I am smarter, I'm stronger, I smell better than the TP, and I will clean up DC. We don't need just (laughs) any old TP in DC. Um, We need Charmin, you know, and as I, I look around, I, I am. A, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, again, my webpage is charminsmith.com. My book is available on Amazon. You can get it through Barnes and Noble or Walmart or any online retailer, Kindle, anywhere where you would go to purchase a book. You can find my book, Taming the Tida, T-I-D-A, and it, it is. It is an. It, this is. I. Such a strange time in our country. Never before would there have been an opportunity for a, a no one, a regular citizen, someone like me to step up and try to run for office. But the normal rules no longer apply. And if there was ever going to be a time for someone like me, this is it. And I would hate to miss the opportunity.
0: Well, I'll tell you, Sharman Smith, you're an inspiration I'm sure for many that are going to be listening. And I know you got a show coming up, so we'll be announcing that in the near future too. And I want to thank you for sharing this part of yourself and uh, giving your audience a feel for who you are as you start to grow through these upcoming you know months and you know several years getting up to where you want to so everybody charman check it out get vibe with that and uh you know see how you can connect with that and that's your vibe too then you know you know, make your contributions and keep the dream alive right here so charman smith thank you very much for being with us and my name is jay matta and i want to thank you all for being with us today have a good day